0: Hello, dear friends, we are happy to welcome you again. Today we will have a conversation with the esteemed Igor Mikhailovich Danilov Greetings. and Zhanna. Greetings. In the previous video, we discussed the power of real, that there is such a power, it is sort of a very valuable capital for which some extraterrestrial civilizations are actually ready to pay and to grant various knowledge. And you know, some people still do not believe in the existence of extraterrestrial civilizations and consider it all to be fairy tales. I recall the words of a member of the US House of Representatives, who said that this stereotype regarding unidentified flying objects had been hindering thorough analysis of intelligence data for too long, because pilots avoided talking about this subject in general since they were laughed at when they talked about it. But the situation is changing. Quite recently, for the first time in 50 years, the US Congress held a hearing regarding unidentified flying objects. And there was a great stir caused by the report that had been prepared especially for this Congressional session. That report contained materials regarding encounters with unidentified flying objects. The report was prepared by the best minds in American intelligence. It's just that, unfortunately, only an unclassified part of the materials was included in the report, which is understandable. However, experts say that there are a lot of phenomena which they cannot explain. Another interesting thing is that starting from the 2000s, in the regions controlled, let's say, by the military, the number of those unidentified flying objects has increased.
1: That's an interesting piece of information. And just look, dear friends, some mass media accuse us of being some kind of a strange pseudo religious sect that believes in aliens, right? Well, let's ask Jana. Jana. Do you believe in aliens?
2: Certainly not. Because to believe means not to know.
1: You see, friends.
2: I don't believe either.
1: See? Tatiana doesn't believe either. <laughs> I don't. And neither do I. Here you go. So, we actually do not believe in aliens, right? Exactly. And the sect which believes in aliens is not us.
0: It turns out that it's not us. <laughs> not us. Right? right. If we purely hypothetically assume that extraterrestrial civilizations exist, although we don't believe in them, unlike not us… Not us. Yes, let's put it this way. Then, there is actually the following question. What influence have extraterrestrial civilizations had on the human population?
1: Well, if we approach this from the standpoint of Science fiction, various legends, and many other things. How else can we explain that we are now going to tell the truth somehow, you know, as if from the standpoint of science fiction?
0: Yes, let's fantasize. Yes,
1: let's fantasize together, okay? Well, based on science fiction and everything else, the influence has been enormous, and as of today, this influence continues spreading despite the fact that for more than 24,000 years, let's say, their direct influence has not been exerted on us. Mm -hmm. Well, we mean those who indeed had a real influence. In the previous conversation, we mentioned the Apexians, Mm -hmm. didn't we? So let's take only them, what kind of legacy they left and what influence they had let's just say, more than 25,000 years ago. Yes. As we know, they…
2: The Apexians brought religion into this world. You see? Yes. And not only did they bring it, but why did they do that? It was actually done so that masses of people would purposefully invest their attention in images of the Apexians. They elevated themselves to the rank of gods so that people would pray to them, and ask for what?
1: Earthly, material things. So
2: that people would ask for wealth, for health, the things that we can see and encounter people asking for in temples to this day. Yes, those are echoes. Echoes, right. But why do people not ask for salvation of their souls? Why don't they ask for their own salvation, for the sake of their Personality? They rely only on the material world, on echoes of the knowledge which the Apaxians brought more than twenty-five thousand years ago, and it is clear that they used this tool to rob and deceive people, but not to lead them to God.
1: Yet, how could they, being soulless creatures,
2: having no soul, lead
1: people to God? Right? Let's say heaven is not a zoo and beasts. Even very intelligent ones do not belong there. All of us understand this very well.
0: Giri Mikhailovich, why did they use such a method? Why exactly the establishment of religion? What for? All
1: right, let's consider
2: it. Let's
1: consider a planet, doesn't matter which one, has been colonized. There are intelligent beings there. However, those beings are not only spiritualized, they are also soul filled. Hence, they are a source of a lot. What has to be ensured so that they pass on anti a lot to the Apexians? Because you and I also discussed
0: in the, previous video, yes, in the
1: previous video that it is the most valuable currency in the universe. In fact, this is true, friends. There is nothing more valuable. And for people to voluntarily give it away, something has to be invented. Where people get emotional and gather together — shows, sports events,
0: yes, exactly.
1: some concerts, you won't arrange them every day. Is that logical? It is. In order to agitate the crowd. Yes,
0: sort of, massively.
1: Moreover, it becomes boring and doesn't provoke such emotions. If you watch it every day at home, Again, a person watches a concert, comes home and doesn't feed the Apexians anymore, right? Yet, a human was supposed to generate anti lot all the time and invest his attention or pass it on to their treasury. And in order for him to do that, they had to invent something that would make him give it away all the time, you know, like a cow gives away milk two or three times a day.
0: Voluntarily, and so that he would want to do that. Well,
1: in this case, there is a Homo sapiens, and he should do that voluntarily, yes. He may be held under fear and emotions, but any fear becomes boring. And eventually, if you scare a person too much, he will stop being afraid and will put up with it. He will again stop giving his attention. So, what is necessary? Well, considering the level of their development, the Apexians had already colonized millions and millions of planets by that time, and naturally they had developed methods of working with humanoids like us, right? So, they took the simplest option, they elevated themselves to the rank of gods, established a religion, and obliged everyone to pray to them. And not just to pray, but to assiduously pray several times a day and to attend temples every week. Again, we can see domed temples dating back to those times, right? Megaliths, and many other structures that have remained since those times.
0: Why do those structures have such a shape?
1: Well, that's physics. It is banal physics. Therefore, many people know and understand that. But the thing is that the structures have remained in that shape to this day. We sort of transmit energy, while the structure collects and passes it on. This way, it is easier, and less is lost. Again, those very antennas and many other things. So, what else did they introduce in those religions? It is natural that they cannot lead people to God, as we have already said, but they didn't have such an objective. The main thing for them is that people would give their attention, that they pay. That is why those who prayed more diligently and were more faithful to them, and other people noticed that, the Apexians exalted those individuals above others. They made their lives better,
2: richer, more dignified,
1: and put them in command of other people. Later on, as far as I remember, approximately in the middle of the 25th millennium, the Apexians already introduced a priestly class of people and thus made them intermediaries between themselves and people. Then people began to perform rituals, sacrificial rituals, As everyone already knows, I mean, those who are keen on this subject, the Apexians consumed people, not only mentally, taking our attention, but also in reality. That is, a human was a delicacy for them, so they sacrificed humans as well. That's how it went on. However, those who gave themselves, let's say, in the service of the Apexians, became priests and rulers over nations, and everyone saw that, God gives that gods actually give people wealth, mm-hmm. good life, and health. And taking into account the level of their development, they could easily see those who were against, who were indignant, who doubted, and they punished such people. Again, publicly, does it mean gods also punish? Mm-hmm. They not only exalt, but also…
2: The punishing gods.
1: Of course. They also punish. This
0: is so interesting. It turns out that there are certain echoes of that to this day. For sure. Because there is a God who gives you material benefits. This is God's special favor if you are faithful to Him, if you are God-fearing. In the same way, a lot of people wonder, why is God actually loving, but He is also fierce, indignant and angry? Why is it so? And here are the echoes of that.
1: It originated. From those times. Although again, the prophets came and brought the knowledge, they told that God is loving, and that our discord and wars are the tricks precisely of our consciousness. Or Shaitan, or the devil, or whatever we call him. In other words, it is our own fault that we do that. Because even Shaitan merely whispers. He prompts us, but doesn't force us to do that. Why? The freedom of choice. We do that ourselves. Even the Apexians couldn't force people. They simply deceived and exploited them. So to this day, this tradition has been preserved. And I would also like to note that, let's say, the first corruption actually formed on this planet, and its authors are the Apexians. This is funny, but it's true.
0: And the first corruptionists were those who wanted to be closer to the sun, they looked for a place in the sun, so to speak. Closer
1: to God, yes, closer to God, in good conditions of their existence. Thus, with their attention, people bought conditions of their own living. They bought, so to say, ranks, statuses in society, wealth, health, that's ordinary corruption.
0: It's a very tough story, because you understand, how can you resist those apexans at all? It's impossible when you see a highly technological civilization. At
1: that time, people couldn't resist them, it was unrealistic. Even now, God forbid, we as humanity, yes, we have nuclear weapons and many other things, but compared to them, we are, pardon me, ants.
0: But thank God, the Anunnaki came… But thank
1: God. There are the Anunnaki, right? Yes. Hence, that's also good. And if we look at the further development after humanity actually got rid of the Apexians, thanks to the Anunnaki, henchmen of the Apexians, their priests, however, remained.
0: Technology also echoes of Their
1: technology, them. of course. Sure,
0: they definitely shared that.
1: Certainly. And thanks to that knowledge, Atlantis was actually formed. Well, we won't talk about Atlantis. There is a good film called Atlantis, The Elite in Search of Immortality, right? Whoever is interested, watch it, friends. It discloses a lot about this. So, we come to the point, which is actually described in this film, when El's children had fun, so to say, they started carrying out genetic modifications of all humankind. In other words, they divided people, into races and endowed them with certain traits, and one of his smartest sons created a nation, the smartest one, thanks to which, let's say, he defeated his brothers in their games. Well, we know how it ended.
0: What was this nation distinguished for? What made it peculiar?
1: I'll try to put it gently in order not to hurt or offend anyone. Friends, this can be verified and confirmed in this nation, which is still dominant among all humanity today. This is really true. They began to dominate back then and still do nowadays. During genetic modification, the Apexian genes that is, the Apexian code, was embedded into them. Four genes were taken from four Apexian females and were embedded. In other words, there are four types, and these genes are transferred solely via the maternal line. However, one more gene was taken as well. This son of L, so to say, took it from the grave of a very high-ranking Apexian. It's a gene of superiority, an elitist gene that he embedded precisely into a male individual. Unlike other genes, this gene is transferred via the male line and solely to men. If those four genes, which originated from women, are transferred solely via the maternal line, and only women can transfer them while a man doesn't transfer them, in this case, it is vice versa. But this gene prevails, Over those ones. If we take those genes, which are female ones, so to say, of the four types, they have actually elevated this nation over all the rest. People have become much smarter, and to this day, they prevail in their intellectual capabilities. As for the gene which is transferred, via the male line, it is strikingly different, because it has endowed men who have this gene with unusual abilities, I would say, mental ones. A simple example, if a man is a carrier of this gene and he has been properly developing, if he just enters a room with ten people in it, Mm he can easily characterize any of them. He starts feeling and perceiving people. You know, there is a connection between insects. Insects can sense each other at big distances at that.
2: So, a
1: similar ability emerged in those men thanks to this gene. It really makes them much superior to others. Why? Because they perceive, understand, and feel everything. Perhaps
0: they also have the gift of foresight, foresight. of events and people.
1: They perceive in a completely different way. Their consciousness works differently. It is much more productive, let's say. They will see what we won't see. Uh Hence, they have such a gift. Naturally, such people can easily rule countries, nations, and anyone. Also, in the priestly class, these particular people are far from being the last, so to say.
0: Igor Mikhailovich, if we talk about the rest of the nation, who are different from the carriers of the superiority gene, or whatever it is properly called, it turns out that all of them originate from the four females. Are those the four types of people? It's the
1: four types, yes. Everywhere.
0: It's just that. You
1: see, I'll put it this way the four types are everywhere among animals, humans, and everyone else. Ah,
0: this is very important. Of course. It is interesting because we kind of understand that for soul-filled beings, the four types are sort of one thing, how it is distributed. But what is it in this case? Is it some kind of social gradation of In what? this case,
1: it's exactly the opposite. Look, I'll just explain, okay? Let's say, if we consider it from our perspective, the first type are actually those people who are very far from God. Right. The fourth type are those who were born like that. They are very close to God. They have a well developed perception of the spiritual world through feelings. Yet, if we take the Apexians, their first type is the most intellectually developed. And next, there are more inferior ones, so naturally, they have their own gradation. Thus,
0: they are the first ones for the system, roughly speaking, sort of the first in this hierarchy. Yes,
1: the first ones are closer to the system. Basically, if we look at it, it is somewhat similar, isn't it? But the only thing is that I would compare it to a regular pyramid, okay? It is actually a regular pyramid, it is closer to them. Their fourth type is at the bottom. Well, not even the fourth type, that would be wrong. Why? because not the whole nation is a carrier of this gene, let's say, approximately a half of the nation are its carriers. So, those who do not have the Apexian code
2: are at the bottom, they
1: exactly serve and work for those who are above. Above them is the fourth type, then the third, the second, and at the top is the first. But above them, above all of them, there's that elitist code, I would call it this way. Everything is correct there. Mm
0: -hmm. Igor Mikhailovich, considering that the Apexian civilization, actually, they have such gregarious relationships, that they are like… No,
1: they are not gregarious, they have a community.
0: Community.
1: They are very organized. Let's look at an anthill. Let's look at bees, whoever we take. Let's look at… Like
0: everything else in nature, right?
1: Of course. Let's look at a lion pride or a gang of monkeys. Everything is in its place. They form a community, a very tight and cohesive one. There is a leader, there is an entourage, and there is everyone else. Thus, the Apexians have it exactly this way. And isn't that the way we have it? Well, people are very much divided. But again, we were made that way artificially. In the past, we were, on the contrary, united. Again, why? Because we are soul-filled, not only spiritualized. Therefore, we have a natural inclination, and we all understand and know that we are supposed to be one, united family. While that which comes from consciousness and which separates us, quarrels, squabbles, our selfishness, this is wrong. And everyone talks about that and knows it. But, unfortunately, nothing further is done. That's why conditions are needed. Everything depends on the conditions, right? Again, the conditions. After the destruction of Atlantis, this priestly class and the carriers of this Apexian code, let's say, were forced to exist in isolation for 6,000 years. They formed that very Agartha with the greatest knowledge and mysteries, This is really so, to this day they hide a lot of mysteries and a lot of knowledge.
0: That very hollow Earth, all this technological… Well,
1: the hollow Earth is a legend. But if we face the truth, what will we see? We will see huge caves, entire underground cities, where this nation had existed all this time. And what? Don't people know about this? They do. Excuse me, even all the continents aren't connected with each other by these caves, all the continents. Isn't that so? It is. Everybody knows that, everybody heard about Agartha, everybody heard that there were people who lived underground. This knowledge has remained, and there is a lot of evidence of that. Because those caves are artificially created. Well, of course, there are natural ones, but most of them are artificial. Who could create them in such quantities? And how much time was needed? Again, it had to be a technologically advanced civilization. And they demonstrated that.
0: Are their descendants the carriers of this knowledge about these technologies? To
1: this day. And to this day, it is an elitist nation, no matter how you twist it, but this is true.
0: Now it becomes clear why some religions stop technological development and science.
1: That's right. Let's speak honestly, precisely. This nation created religions, they shaped them. Why? Because they knew it to be that way, they had been taught that way, and this knowledge continues to exist up to this day. It's just that the conditions were like that. Right?
0: But how did they manage to come out of those conditions after 6000 years?
1: Elementary. As soon as certain conditions were created, and it is really very simple, you know, when they were able to come out at night, let's say, when they were coming out, they had an opportunity to contact certain people. Naturally, they were much smarter than everyone else. It is clear that they could reveal the greatest mysteries which people didn't know, temptation and weakening of humankind, plus the weakening of the alatiara who created general conditions. This led to the fact that precisely 6,000 years ago they came out. And what did we immediately see? Mm -hmm. We immediately saw the formation of priestly institutions. We saw what the Apexians had created. But, you know, again, whether it is good or bad, and so on, we cannot blame anybody for that. Why? Because they lived in such conditions, they perceived it as natural.
0: They didn't know any other way, of course. They
1: didn't know any other way, of course. Again, they used their knowledge for what they knew, what they believed in, and they did what they were skilled in. In fact, yes, they are exactly those who created our modern world, the consumerist format. But they simply didn't know any other way. That's the whole point. Afterwards, they actually shaped other religions and modified them to fit this format. There is no other way to put it, well, this is so. But, on the other hand, thanks to them, humanity still exists today, even in the consumerist format. Right. Yes, we have wars all the time, but this is one of the forms of the consumerist format. Yet, we are still alive. When we lost spirituality, and the consumerist format came to us, we supported it, we accepted it, all of us accepted it, didn't we? We
0: confirmed our choice, right? We
1: confirmed our choice and started living in that format. What has arisen in us, what began to predominate in us? The animal, the most ordinary animal. Naturally, we would have killed each other a long time ago. Why? A simple question. If we look back in history and trace it, always and everywhere, near the rulers, there were the smartest people of those times who were actually creating this history. Well, let's be honest, right?
0: So, throughout 6,000 years, they basically managed to organize and…
1: And retain power. Retain
0: the power. Yes. This is a big talent.
1: A tremendous talent. You know, I'll put it this way, they may also be the most necessary people for humanity, in the Creative Society. Why? Because, first of all, they are gifted leaders in the literal sense of the word. They are wonderful organizers. Also, they are the smartest people. I understand that pridefulness might sting some people, but if we face the truth, they are really the smartest, If we exclude this nation, Mm -hmm. the carriers of the Apexian genes, we would lose at least 25% of our total intelligence, if not more, well, I'm afraid to say 50%, but 25% for sure. That is one side. While the other side is that it is extremely difficult to organize people. In fact, isn't it? Mm Let's look at any enterprise, or anywhere else. If a person doesn't have this talent, then even at a small enterprise, it's extremely difficult for him to somehow synchronize people in their work, right? While these people, excuse me, manage a huge number of people.
0: Is this also an effect of this gene, of this code?
1: Yes, it is. Again, there is certainly a side effect. Firstly, the carriers, especially of the first and the second types, have a significantly inhibited empathy. Mm -hmm. Therefore, their logic prevails, you know, over our conscience. Pity or something else. I mean, Mm -hmm. in the consumerist format, all this is right. You cannot argue with that. It should be that way, just like in any animal, let's say, community. Isn't that so, friends? It is. However, it is very efficient from the perspective of controlling the masses. Yes, it's unpleasant, but this is so.
0: In other words, some kind of cohesiveness is inherent in them, which is… To a great
1: extent. This is one of the most cohesive nations, I would say. However, a distinction should also be made. Again, those who are the carriers of these codes are more cohesive compared to those who do not carry them, meaning their own nation, but who are not the carriers. It's a very different thing there already. While the carriers, the direct descendants, let's say, of those who had been created, still try to kind of stick together. Mm -hmm. And they are very meticulous about their genetics. Of course, there is a side effect of that too. They have a lot of various genetic diseases, the immune system suffers. If some carriers have a very high intelligence, then unfortunately, because of intermixes as a side effect, exactly the opposite thing happens. The gene is present, everything is present. However, a mental weakness develops, or a lot of such pathologies that, God forbid, as it is said, what can you do, one has to pay for everything. Again, precisely the accumulation of these, I would say, broken genes, bugs. Right.
0: In programming.
1: Yes, it led to the fact that this nation went through the so-called bottleneck more than once, where their population sharply decreased.
2: This is also a way of self-regulation.
1: This is natural, of course. Again, we observe the same thing among ants. If you create conditions for them, their number will reduce dramatically, right? It all depends on conditions.
2: This is also due to the Apexian gene because the Apexians are also part of the system, and it turns out that the system always regulates its processes. For sure. But there is good news. In the Creative
0: Society, it is possible to resolve all these genetic issues. It is
1: possible. But for that, the Creative Society should be built, in which those people would be extremely helpful to the entire community, I think. Also, in the Creative Society, genetics, can be developed to such an extent that there would be no need for the bottlenecks. Plus, the growing population of this nation would only be a plus. Why? Because… Yes,
2: and all the bugs could be removed.
1: Of course, everything is possible. But the Creative Society is needed for that. Do you know what else is interesting? Most of the people among this nation dream of a life, when there would be no poor people.
0: Oh, Igor Mikhailovich, of course, for sure, in fact, in are
1: Very lofty ideas, yes. the right ideas.
0: They're actually waiting for the one who will come and for the time to come, let's call it the golden age.
1: The Golden Age.
0: Yes, when their nation would have no poor people at all, when everyone would live in abundance, and that would free up an enormous amount of time for them to study their holy scriptures, for them to live righteously in accordance with.
1: Dreams and wishes are actually good. Yes,
0: good ones.
1: You see, the spiritual side still prevails over the genes that have been embedded in them. People strive for the spiritual anyway. Right?
0: Right, that's the most interesting thing. Regarding those who came out from underground and who now live with this code of the Apexians, is it more difficult for them, let's say, to become spiritually saved? In other words, do they have a chance for salvation? That's the question. Did those who were underground 6,000 years ago have a chance for salvation? And is it harder for those who are the carriers of this Apexian code to become saved nowadays? Nowadays,
1: for those who are the carriers of this code, it is much simpler and easier to become saved. Why? There is leniency in upbringing. Conditions are a little bit different. As for those who were forced to exist underground for 6,000 years, did they have a chance? Of course, they had. But the conditions were different. They had to learn a lot. But I will put it this way, to this day, there is a tradition in this nation to constantly learn and develop. From the youngest age, children, are very heavily loaded, but they also have a predisposition for learning, which is much higher than in other nations. Therefore, but can they develop spiritually? Of course, they can develop, not worse than others.
0: You know, it is interesting that consciousness always tries to divide people into one way or another. Some are better, some are worse, some are higher, some are lower in the hierarchical status. But wait,
1: why divide? What hierarchies? If we face the truth, They are much higher. Why? Because they actually control the world. But it is fair. Yes. It is fair, friends. It is. Look around. That means they have tremendous advantages, right? Right. To blame them for having genes, the ones that no one else has, is only to be jealous. Isn't that so?
0: Yes. Who among us doesn't have some genes?
1: And who among us is not genetically modified? Right. All the nations that exist at this time except only a small, very small group of people who have still survived, so to say. Almost all of us are genetically modified. I mean, there is very little, of the pure gene that comes from the Atlanteans.
0: So, in fact, within the framework of consciousness, within the framework of the system, there are certainly a lot of…
1: Dividing points, right. Such
0: dividing points, but within the framework of what unites all of us, the presence of the most important…
1: The human soul. The
0: soul, we are soul-filled beings. We are
1: all, we are all the same. Right. We are nothing else but one family. And this is important.
0: What is also interesting, Ingrid Mikhailovich, after all, in their time, the Apexians were known for the fact that they were interested in the most important thing, that very energy of real, the power of real. Yes. But if each of us in the world does not direct our attention to the soul, if we steal another person's attention, how are we better than the Apexians when we steal each other's attention? We are
1: not better in any way, my friends. Who among us doesn't hunt? For other people's attention. Let's be honest. Some people who have never observed themselves and hear about it for the first time will say, Me, I don't. Why do I need other people's attention? Let's look. What will people think of me? What will those people say? How can I attract attention to myself, right? And many, many other things. Yes, it is selfishness. Let's put it simply selfishness is inherent in every person on this planet. While selfishness is nothing else, But that very bottomless barrel, you know, where we try to collect attention from the entire world, only in our own barrel, isn't that so?
0: It is. Also, you know, Igor Mikhailovich, we talked about technology, and now one looks at history in a slightly new way. Because when one thinks that, yes, we have technologies that could serve the Creative Society well, what it could be, I don't know, a car moves on a glass of water or something else, or someone cures cancer, there have already been discoveries that could, in principle, help cure the sick. But then, one realizes that there is information in our world about technology of a completely different level, technology of a completely different kind. Of course. This expands the opportunities incredibly. Of a
1: different level. Of a
0: different level.
1: Of course, there is technology.
0: There is also the following question, Ingrid college Do those people who are the carriers of this gene, Know about cyclicity and about what is now happening to our planet?
1: Well, regarding what is now happening to our planet, they definitely know about it. As for cyclicity, you see, they live in the same conditions as we live in. Do many of us know about cyclicity? Let's be honest, only a few people. We are skillfully brainwashed, you know, every source of information, tells us only what we should know, and nothing more. They impose various thoughts on us which we eventually accept as our own. We are being misled. That's understandable. It's a consumerist format. There is manipulation of people's consciousness everywhere. That's not very profitable. Moreover, they didn't really understand and know what cyclicity is. That is why they introduced false theories of the cause of climate change. And one of them is the environmental problem. You see, that as humans we have created such conditions, the climate has changed because we have disturbed the environment. This is the dominating idea nowadays.
0: Mm-hmm. what is actually the best way to convey the message that the current events, are linked not with the environment, but with cyclical processes. And now we can say that not just one nation will be going through this bottleneck, but our entire…
1: Not this time. I have to disagree, Tatiana. This time the bottleneck will be closed. We will have nowhere to go, we do see it all perfectly well. What the environment has affected is that our planet, pardon me, has exhausted its immune resources. It will be extremely difficult to go through this cycle. It's not a case when the population shrinks, but all of us will remain to exist. I have a question here too. What does it mean? The population shrinks, but all of us will remain to exist. Consciousness says, it will surely be me, or it will be you. That's what your consciousness tells you. It doesn't tell you, but it tells others, right? So, people do not evaluate all this correctly, because our consciousness is deceitful. That's where the worst beast is. Not somewhere in some of us, friends that some of us are guilty, but in everyone. The reason is not somewhere, in some nation, but in each of us, friends. There is a beast in everyone, and it's identical, regardless of what codes are in us. Do you understand? Again, people say blue blood, right? But who had blue blood?
0: It was believed that those were kings, the elite.
1: While it is really the elite. Well, if we look at this honestly, They are the elite of the modern world, but they do not have blue blood. They merely have the code of those who had blue blood. You see? Friends, this is exactly because the Apexians are a race that belongs to the universe, so to say. They reside and have been residing in interstellar space for quite a long time.
0: Meanwhile, our blood is very tightly connected with the electromagnetic processes that take place on this planet.
1: Therefore, iron is prevalent in us, therefore our blood is red. Because we are very connected to the electromagnetic field. But if we as people, as Earthlings, go beyond, excuse me, at least our planet, I mean, somewhere farther, or, better yet, beyond the solar system, then what will happen, literally, after a few generations?
2: Adaptation.
1: And our blood will become…
2: A little bit different.
1: Right, a little bit different. Why? Because we will take copper and not iron as the oxygen carrier, and our blood will be blue.
2: Interesting. Everything transforms in nature. Of course. There are no such phenomena that, if a need arises, everything becomes the way it should be.
1: Everything is embedded. In a human being. In fact, I would even say that humanoids have everything they need to evolve. We are capable of adapting to any conditions, aren't we?
2: We are.
0: You know, it's interesting that in the previous video we also discussed that the Apexians, being creatures that are not soul filled, were able to survive and to become a civilization owing to this cohesion. And here, you understand that, suddenly this code of the Apexians gives people this cohesion, it gives people this ability to organize. Meanwhile, carriers of other codes, well, you know, we both do and doubt at the same time, and that stops us very much. Yes. So, we should be aware that we have such peculiarities. You know
1: what, I'll put it this way. Yes, there are cohesive nations, ethnic groups and so forth, but everybody is far from them. Why? There's no need everybody still remains more selfish. While in the case of those people, community prevails over personal ego. All of us have something to learn from them. First of all, the thirst for knowledge, for self-development, for honesty among themselves. Clearly, not towards the rest. But excuse me, who doesn't live that way? What kind of community? It's like our community is the most important one while everything else is, well, that's what everyone does, isn't it, in a consumerist format?
0: It's just that for some people, a community is one unit, even you yourself at times.
1: Isn't that so? I'm telling you, exactly. Right,
0: meaning it is not one united egregore, but one unit. One
1: hundred percent. One
0: individual is an egregore. One
1: hundred percent. But can one individual, let's say, actually, create a real egregore that unites the entire humanity? Of course not. So, there is something for all of us to learn. But we have another side in us, each and every one of us. Despite what our bodies are like, they are just bodies. This is merely reflected on the way our consciousness works and how we, as Personality, perceive our consciousness, no more. But each one of us has that which is common to all, it is the soul. This divine code, let's put it so, unites us all. Friends, it is the best thing that can be. And each of us has a thirst and desire for unification, for creating a different world, a right, fair world, without lies, without malice, and without filth, the creative society, or even better, an ideal society. Because we all long for the ideal society, you know, just in order to fractally repeat. Here, it should be like in the Spiritual World, where a man is brother to a man, and not a beast, as it is now, unfortunately, and everyone has a need. But we cannot implement it. Why? Because consciousness stands in the way which doubts and criticizes everything, which, again, singles us out and isolates us from everyone else. Why? Because we are material. Consciousness is beastly and temporal, therefore, it cannot understand eternity. And since it cannot understand it, it rejects it. Right.
0: Moreover, everyone is endowed with talents, and these talents, in fact, should not be something that separates us or be conditioned for our domination. Of course. But we should serve with these talents for the good of society, for the good of one egregore and each other.
1: Right. If we all put all of our talents together, everything that makes us, let's say, human beings, into one money box, can you imagine what the world would be like Isn't that so? If we invest all of our attention in the prosperity of our world and in the spiritual development of everyone… Well, spiritual development is for those who strive for God. At least invest in the development of our world to make the world a better place, to make it safe, at least for our children, if not for ourselves, you know? Consciousness interferes anyway, but we can do it, friends. Isn't that so?
0: We can create those conditions, right?
1: We can. Of course we can. What is actually required for that? Just a little. To stop being animals, to stop separating someone and accusing someone of something, to stop looking for someone to blame for why our world is like that, and to face the truth, our world is like that, Because we are like that, my friends. Isn't that so? If we change, everything will change. But that's if each of us changes
2: and sees a human being in another person first and foremost. And values one's attention, values and directs it where necessary, towards a common goal, consolidation, to really create this world, and not on all the above-mentioned quarrels, conflicts, divisions. divisions, and all that.
1: So, we have to value attention, my friends. Right?
2: Yes. And… take care of each other.
1: That's the main thing. If we don't take care of each other, it will be the same as always. There will be that which is happening now, when we don't listen to each other, when we don't take care of each other. That's how the world is sliding into what we are all standing on the threshold of. But we can prevent it all. And to do that, as Jana said, we should invest our attention where necessary. Let's invest our attention in love for each other. And mutual respect, right? Right. And in the prosperity of our world. So, friends, let's just start at least loving each other. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Jana.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Thank you for the fact that we still have a chance. Thank you.